the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Milanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We have a distinguished guest today, one who has been studying something called technocracy for a long time. And what is technocracy? For those who haven't heard that term, it is something that we should all become familiar with. It's what we've been seeing in full force for basically the last two years, this dictatorial command, follow the science. But these ideas and the infrastructure for implementing them, they've been developing for many years before that. So our guest today is Patrick Wood, a leading expert on what is called sustainable development, Green New Deal economy, Agenda 21, 2030 Agenda, and our core topic today, technocracy. He's the author of the book, Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. He also has a book on the Trilateral Commission, one of the groups who many believe are part of the shadow group behind our current government. Ever wonder who's really running things these days? He's going to tell us about this organization and the mindsets of people involved. And finally, and importantly, he's the president and founder of Citizens for Free Speech, a nationwide activist group growing rapidly with over 33,000 members. So, Mr. Wood, or Patrick, if I may call you, welcome to our show today. Hi, good to be with you. Thank you. So, Mr. Wood, or Patrick, what exactly is technocracy? Explain it to our listeners. Why is it important that more people know about this? Absolutely. Um, technocracy is a very old movement that started back in the 1930s. And well, it was crystallized in 1930s at Columbia University in New York City. And a group of uh, engineers and scientists got together uh, thinking that capitalism was dead because of the Great Depression. They took it upon themselves to create a new economic system that would replace uh, capitalism and free enterprise. And uh, they called it technocracy because it was going to be based on the, the scientific method, if you will. And so they defined uh, what technocracy was very clearly and succinctly themselves. So we can hand it to engineers and scientists for uh, being able to you know, articulate their mission statement, if you will. This is what they called it. Uh, this is a direct quote from the magazine called The Technocrat, 1938. Um, it says, 
uh, technology, or excuse me, technocracy is the science of social engineering. That's the first takeaway on this. Um, the scientific operation of the entire social mechanism to produce and distribute goods and services to the entire population for the first time in human history, it will be done as a scientific, technical, and engineering problem. Uh, it went on, this is important to notice too, it went on in the same paragraph, or next paragraph actually, they said, uh, there will be no place for politics, politicians, finance, or financiers. Um, technocracy will distribute by means of a uh, certificate of distribution available to every citizen from birth to death. Um, so technocracy was predicated on the idea that politicians would simply be dismissed from the social system. Oh, wow. And that these uh, so, you know, scientists and engineers would replace them being appointed and they would just run things by the scientific, not what they call the scientific method. It was really more pseudoscience science and real science. But the idea was that they would simply just make decisions that for society that they thought were correct. And why would anybody argue with them? I mean, there's no need for discussion or debate. If science says... <laughs> yeah, there goes democracy and representative government. No need for that. No rule by the people. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. I will we'll get just, into that some more. We'll get into that some more. But it's but amazing. Wow, yeah, they just thought they could rule everything and provide goods for everybody under their control. And in case yes. you think, and I'm talking to our listening audience, in case you think that these were just a bunch of off the wall crackpots that never really got anywhere, you're going to find through this discussion with Patrick Wood that no, they've gotten very far actually, and there's a lot of prominent people that are totally signed on to the belief system that you just that you just briefly heard about. We're going to get into more depth on it. So, um, Patrick, we heard one of your talks recently called The Evil Twins of Technocracy and Transhumanism. So now that you've given us a brief introduction to technocracy, give us a brief introduction to what transhumanism is. Transhumanism, there. That's exactly right. Um, there's many definitions um, of people who have, you know, taken a crack at what transhumanism is, but um, I'll give you one from uh, the World Economic Forum is a good, probably a good place to start. Um, it, they wrote, the central premise of transhumanism is that biological evolution will be eventually overtaken by advances in genetic wearable and implantable technologies that artificially expedite the, uh, the evolutionary process. And uh, what this means, I'll just give it a quick context. Uh, these people acknowledge or they believe that, um, you know, evolution is a thing. Uh, biblically speaking, uh, we wouldn't address that, but they believe it. And uh, they believe because of genetic engineering now, uh, capabilities of modifying genetic codes, that they can hijack evolution and begin to model and create living things in their own image rather than just random chance. So this is kind of a takeover of the evolutionary process, and they're very clear about it. Wow. And this all springs from the even more fundamental belief of scientism. And I've been really interested to hear you talk about that on some of your videos. Um, this this view of scientism is the view that science is the only way of knowing any truth and that it's the answer to every problem 
<clears throat> and I, I've been running into that for a long time, at least since I was at Stanford in the 90s. And this is a very prevalent view that people don't even realize is prominent. They don't call it that. They don't call it scientism. They call it science, but it really isn't the same as science. It's a perversion of it. So explain the difference to us. Well, the philosophical difference started back in the very early 1800s with a French philosopher by the name of Henri de Saint-Simon. And he wrote prolifically about what he called the new Christianity and, uh, and scientism. He was a guy that, uh, that really started the social sciences uh, in academia. And he wrote in one of his papers back then, he said, a scientist, my dear friends, is a man who foresees it is because science provides the means to predict that it is useful and the scientists are superior to all other men. That's where it started. Oh, wow. And that is such a dangerous belief. Wow. They're superior to everyone else. I want to hear a little bit more about this. Yeah. And it's a materialist religion, isn't it? It's So isn't science built on a method and there's limits to what it can discover? You know, William James said that it may be able to tell you within limits what is, but it cannot tell you what should be. And so he... He, this St. Simone, I guess, just thought up all these ideas of what he thought should de- should be, and I, does, I don't think God came into it very often, did it? Or did that, does that even enter their minds when God says what should be? Well, actually, yeah, no. Um, the <laughs> yeah. idea of scientism is that uh, science is the, is the ultimate and only path to knowledge and wisdom, right. uh, and that Anything that has to do with the spiritual realm is just a mirage and should be immediately discarded. Uh, You know, this has been articulated, by the way, by some very famous uh, figures from the last century, like C.S. Lewis, for instance, and and others. Uh, F.A. Hayek wrote very bluntly against uh, and a critique of scientism. And the perfect religion is one, by the way, is one that can hide itself and not be recognized as a religion. That's an interesting concept. Where did that, because is that, is that a quote from a famous uh, person sometime, or where did that come from? Or well, did that come he, from Patrick Wood? No, he that's just said who it was. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, who said that about it has to be hidden as not that's really a religion? That's the perfect religion. That is the perfect religion. And of course. According to who? That. They all denied that they were atheists as well, back in the 30s at least, which is really interesting mm. to me. But they did they did buy into this whole thing, this whole sciences and proposition. They just didn't call it that. But it is. When you say that truth can only be determined through the scientific method, that's scientism. That's exactly what, what uh, they postulated all the way through the 1800s. And, you know, yeah, this is what they're saying again today. Follow the science. You don't need to follow common sense. You don't need to follow morality or ethics or, um, you know, anything biblical, of course, is automatically discarded. Um, But you need to follow the science. And then the question comes up, well, what is the science? And, of course, the the priesthood of scientism or the scientists and engineers, they're the ones that are are put up to kind of be the priesthood, right? The, The high priest and the priesthood to interpret 
what science says and bring it down to the masses and say, well, this is it, and so you need to obey. Whether you understand it or not is immaterial. They do. And yet science cannot tell you what should be, so it doesn't go towards the future. I wonder wonder if how many people would agree, let's just agree to be 100% ruled by scientists and engineers. I wonder if that would be a winning political platform if you just put it out there. Well... uh, yeah, I'm back in America being being ruled by a, by appointed appointed uh, people, and they were they were all of the same character and nature of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah, he's kind of the poster boy that or the sounds, patron that saint. Sounds like the ultimate nightmare to me, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> we're going to take a break now, but we're coming back very soon. We're going to explore a little bit more about the dangerous poor beliefs of these technocrats that believe in scientism, not science, and how this affects us. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Patrick Wood, leading expert on technocracy and related movements. And once again, uh, there are so many things that are beyond the scope of proper science. And once again, we were discussing how these technocrats want to impose their ideas of what should be, which science can't really tell us because it only measures what is. And of course, uh, they want to enforce their ideas on all of us. So I want to get back. I want to get back to the talk that we heard that was so excellent on what the core beliefs of these technocrats. They have some really dangerous beliefs. Patrick, you want to you want to highlight some of the core beliefs of these technocrats? Well, first off, the the whole technocrat movement worldwide. It's not just an American thing. This is global right now. Yeah. They are the natural enemy of any type of political system where people are represented. And, of course, there's, there are various forms of government uh, around the world that still have, you know, people representation in the government somehow. Uh, the, the, tech, the technocrat mind wants nothing to do with politics. They're natural enemies. And uh, so there's a great disdain for the political systems of almost every country. And this is one reason why... You have technocrats in America that are praising the Chinese system, um, which is a technocracy, by the way. And they're, they're praising China because, of course, China is a very autocratic uh, nation. They don't have representation by the people. And, uh, well, you can try, but you may disappear quickly, too. So, you know, they, it, it's, it's a head-scratcher. Well, why did people like Elon Musk, for instance, think that, um, that China is just a great place and they're doing a great job? Uh, well, politicians are going to get this figured out sooner or later that, that when the technocrats are coming for them, the, the politicians are going to be the first ones to get thrown under the bus. Wow. And uh, this is very dangerous, of course, with you know, freedom and liberty throughout the world is predicated on you know, taking care of the citizens of the world in, in, in a more of a benevolent way instead of a tyrannical way. Uh, but technocrats have no moral compass. They have no ethical compass to guide them in the administration of, of you know, human affairs. That's what makes them so patently dangerous is that there, there is no moral compass to, to, be, to the technocrat mind. 
Well, One and of they the, lose their empathy. They have no empathy for the common person. They think of themselves as different species, even. No, I've, no. I've read. And that's the very definition of being a sociopath. Is no empathy, and you're different, and you're superior. Wow. One of the confused Joe Biden videos I saw recently is where it was widely publicized, where he was referring to Anthony Fauci as President Fauci, Probably a Freudian slip. I think he was getting a little confused who was, the, who was the head guy of things there. But another point, Patrick, that you touched on before the break is that these technocrats don't believe, do they, in the usual buy and sell economy or market economy. They just, how can they think that they could be in charge of all goods and all distribution, as you read from that statement from 1938? I mean, do, do they yeah. still believe like that? Absolutely, they do. And this is the heartbeat of sustainable development at the United Nations, by the way. This is the whole purpose of resource management. That's what they talk about incessantly. And technocracy, by the way, was morphed into the United Nations as sustainable development. That's the doctrine. They just changed the name. It's the same idea, same principles. But it basically means taking over the resources of the world and making them, you know, metering them out to consumers. You know, that's, that's why people like Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum can make statements like, you will own nothing and be happy. Of course, that's gaslighting, but they view themselves as being the ultimate controllers of the, you know, the, all the resources for the common good. Wow. Of course, that's nonsense, but, you know, this is their view of where things are headed, is they're going to own everything, we're going to own nothing, and they will simply tell us what we're allowed to consume. Period. And they'll cut off our money if we if we criticize the government or do something that they is disobedient and well, that's you know, and, and, in and, control and, of the digital money and that's what that's what'll happen. Wow. And another point I think, Patrick, that you make in your book is that they believe in what's considered well, eugenics or population control. They that seems to be a pretty core belief, doesn't it? This idea that we have too many people and we need to get control of it. It has been a core belief uh, ever since the 1930s, and it hasn't been talked about much because there's a lot of negative uh, PR spin, right? When Whenever somebody brings eugenics up, there's a bunch of people, other people like you and I maybe will jump on it and you know say, hey, wait a minute, you can't do that. But yes, eugenics is a big thing, and it is a big thing today. And you know, this is essentially what the takeover of the uh, the global genome is all about. When you when you now say that you can edit the genome of any living organism, including humans, to suit yourself, you've just you've just made a quantum leap, if I can use that term, into advanced eugenics. You don't have to kill people to get rid of things you don't like. You can just merely edit their genes and change them. Uh, people don't see it this way quite yet, but this is eugenics to the core. Um, and isn't that imagine- the, that's the technology that is the core of the gene therapy injections that they're rolling out to hundreds of millions of people. Or at least related to it. It it, it has been called gene editing, and it's in the Moderna literature itself that it's gene therapy. So it's, yeah, it alters your DNA, and that's what they're trying to do. It's just shocking, isn't it? This addresses the concept of what synthetic life is now. And what they've done with the vaccine, or now I can't call them vaccine, with these shots, is that they have modeled a, um, uh, uh, they've modeled a, uh, what I want to say, computer modeled uh, genetic structure 
that became the became the shot, became the injection. Then they went out and they made it in a laboratory. Uh, it's but a synthetic. That's the point. They created it from scratch out of thin air, and uh, that's what they're giving to people now to you know putting in their bodies, uh, hoping that they're going to work out well. It's not not working out too well, but. Uh, you get the point. Synthetic life is something that's not going away. We're, we see this in all areas of the world right now, with whether it be seeds or, or animals or fish or insects. They're, they're, they're doing this everywhere you can imagine. Now they're starting to do it to humans. Synthetic life is probably the most dangerous thing humanity has ever done, ever, in the history of the world. And related to that, I want to touch one more time on, we mentioned transhumanism. And if you think about it, these folks certainly don't believe in God or the Bible or anything like that. But don't they believe that they can achieve immortality through transhumanism, at least for the select few? Well, absolutely. Of course, it's going to cost money, and the average folk won't have the money to pay for it. So it's going to be, you know, there's going to be the haves and the have-nots, I think, even in their mind now. But you have people like Ray Kurzweil, for instance, who is the uh, currently the director of engineering at Google. Um, he's been promoting transhumanism for years and believes that man can ultimately become immortal and escape death altogether, that your soul can be downloaded into a computer and it can live forever in an avatar of your choice. Or you can simply travel the stars as a computer algorithm or something. Well, it's pretty crazy. Science fiction but these people really believe this, that they said it's possible to escape death. And, of course, any, any Christian that doesn't think back to the very beginning in Genesis, uh, you shall not surely die. <laughs> you know, it's like this has been around for a long time, uh, this thought that you can escape death somehow uh, through knowledge or through science. Um, and, but this is what they're promoting, and they're... They're, they have the combined weight of scientific departments all around the world now, universities and governments and so on, you know, working on technology that will extend life and ultimately uh, make humans immortal. Wow. Uh, they'll never get there. But, uh, you of know, course they won't. So they, They'll never get like, there. It's not as, you, as you say, it's all around the world and has taken hold in our universities and so many places. Um, well, and when you say that Anthony Fauci is just the poster boy for this idea and, uh, you know, the patron saint. So, yeah, everybody should be more aware of the scientism. It's scientism. It's not science. But, but in our limited time, we yeah. have really, we're coming up to the end now, and I want to talk about how we can stop this technocratic agenda. So tell us a little bit about your organization, Citizens for Free Speech, and how people can get involved. Well, we, be, we believe very strongly that the only antidote or answer to holding all of this stuff off is free speech. And there's no doubt that the, these people are trying to completely cancel free speech and all of the, our rights contained in the First Amendment. And... The dangerous thing in the world is every time free speech has been completely squashed in the nation, that's when the killing begins. And uh, we don't want to see this happen in America. It's happened in, in the European continent multiple times. We do not want to see that here. Uh, free speech is the natural antidote to keeping tyranny at bay. That's why we started Citizens for Free Speech. And uh, honestly, in my opinion, every American should immediately join up 
with us to protect and defend free speech in America and learn how to exercise free speech themselves in America. What's your website called? Citizensforfreespeech.org. And, uh, of course, membership is free. We support it by our members, but there's no charge to join. I think free speech speaks for itself in that area. I do, too. Thanks so much, Patrick. We're at the end of our time. It's been an excellent discussion. I would love to have you on again in the future because we only touched on these things. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you, too. To bless your neighbor, become more aware of scientism, transhumanism, and technocracy so that you can recognize it for what it is. Once again, Patrick's book, Patrick Wood's book is Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. And so join with your fellow citizens and do what you can to resist these technocrats. Get out of big banks, support local businesses, not big corporations, support alternatives to big tech. Get out there, join the Citizens for Free Speech, and get involved. Pray that God will deliver us from lawless technocrats like Anthony Fauci, And let's join the movement to bring him to justice. Till next week. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibilities to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.